Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs, so you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. Dearest listener, allow me to unveil a delightful secret. Snag Tights Craft Clothing that embraces every body shape. In a bold endeavor to revolutionize the fashion realm, Snag has triumphed. Permit me to draw your attention to the ingenious Chub Rub Shorts, crafted with moisture-wicking yarn, promising to keep you at least one degree cooler and utterly free from the discomfort of chafing. Free shipping on select orders. Thus, the more you snag, the more you save. Do not delay. Dear listener, experience the fashion revolution that is snag and visit snagtights.us today. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to the third season of Criminalia. This season, we're exploring the lives and motivations of some of the most notorious imposters throughout history. I'm Maria Tremarki. And I'm Holly Fry. And this episode takes us to 17th century Russia. This was a very unstable time in Russia, and most of this story takes place when the country was ravaged by uprisings and major famine. So before we begin, we just want to note that Russian history is really thick here with wars and treason and conspiracy. And we're going to try to keep the spotlight on our subject, False Dmitri, but we will still have some war and treason and conspiracy because you're going to need a little bit of that for context. (laughs) And there will also be a coup d'etat. So really the full complement of historical bags. Exactly. (laughs) It begins when Tsar Ivan IV died in 1584. And yes, that is Ivan the Terrible. So when Ivan IV died, he was succeeded by his son, Fyodor. Fyodor had an older brother named Ivan after their father who had been killed in 1581. 
most likely by their father. The two men had gotten into a dispute, and while the actual fatal injury may have been an accident, it really doesn't make a whole lot of difference. It doesn't make anything better. In any case, the son who had been heir apparent was gone, meaning that Theodore, who had not been expected to rule, was now the next in line. Throughout his life, Theodore had always been considered weak, but now, in this position he was not expected to take as czar, he was considered pretty much incompetent. Yeah. It was known that he really didn't care much for politics, and seeing this opportunity to control the weak czar, Boris Godunov, a Russian statesman who also was Theodore's brother-in-law, became a de facto regent for Theodore, a decision that was put in place prior to the czar's death. How very convenient. (laughs) That act opened up the pass to the throne for Boris. To better secure his position, Boris sent Ivan IV's youngest son, Dmitri, and Dmitri's mother into exile. This is where Dmitri, who was an eight-year-old, mysteriously died. What was believed to be true, but not proven, was that his death was an assassination attempt made to look like an accident. There were also two far-fetched explanations here. One that circulated reported that Dmitri stabbed himself in the throat during a seizure while he was playing with a knife. And the official statement was that Dmitri had died of suicide. But again, it really doesn't matter by what method, though, because Dmitri was dead and Boris was clear to take the throne. So Theodore reigned, and we got to put that word in air quotes because... (laughs) With Boris in the picture and Theodore essentially checked out of his duties, he really reigned in name only. Yes. (laughs) Theodore had married, incidentally, Boris's sister, Irina, in 1580. And this is actually one of those rare instances where an arranged marriage between strangers as part of kind of a business agreement of state actually works out pretty well. Theodore and Irina were, by all accounts, very devoted to one another and quite happy. But their one child, a daughter who was very much beloved, died when she was still a toddler. So there was no heir from that union, and the family line died with Theodore I. That sad state of affairs was just yet another piece of good fortune for Boris, though. Because there was now no heir to contest his claim, he was elected successor by the Great National Assembly. So from start to finish... He ruled as de facto regent from 1585 to 1598, and then as Tsar Boris from 1598 to 1605. Russian historian Nikolai Karamzin, who's said to be a little bit biased in his writings, condemned the, quote, criminal ambition of Boris and then called him a power-loving man whose, quote, punishment of heaven awaited him. Interesting quotes about this man, is all I'm going to say. Clearly not a fan. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I guess we can take it with a grain of salt. But all this stage setting is actually to talk about Dimitri. Yes, the Dimitri who died in exile by possibly an assassination, possibly his own hand, or possibly by accident, and what happened after his death. Finally, we're going to go to 1605. Because in 1605, the first of three imposters claiming to be Dmitry Ivanovich emerged. Right, and these imposters are known as false Dmitry. A false Dmitry is also called a pseudo-Demetrius, and it isn't one single person who gets this name. The term refers to all of the individual imposters who, after Ivan IV's death, pretended to be Dmitry. 
Because as we learned from Anastasia Romanov's story, a royal child who disappears leaves a lot of room for people to claim their identity. So here are the players. The first false Dimitri is the biggest of the stories that we're going to talk about today. And that's because he actually did become the Tsar of Russia. His reign lasted from June 10th, 1605 to May 17th, 1606. And then there was the second false Dmitri, who actively impersonated the real Dmitri Ivanovich from 1607 to 1610. And then the third false Dmitri, <laughs> that's right, the hits just keep on coming, uh, pretended that he was heir to the throne between 1611 and 1612. And all three of these stories are quite different, but all three of these men met violent ends. Each of these pretenders to the Russian throne claimed to have miraculously escaped the assassination attempt that was supposed to have claimed the real Dmitri's life. Additionally, in the case of the second and third false Dmitri, they both also claimed to have escaped the assassinations that had targeted the previous false Dmitri. I know that sounds really confusing, but basically everyone here seems to claim that they have escaped all assassination attempts. <laughs> And just to further complicate matters, there is one more thing that we need to talk about regarding these imposters. There are also very minor hints and rumors that there may be, sort of, may have even been a fourth false Dimitri. And these lines are pretty blurry because this all happened more than 400 years ago. There isn't much of a debate, though, to modern experts because most of them think that he is not to be considered as his own individual person. He is generally considered to actually have been the third false Dimitri, just kind of mixed up in the historical record. So in one example, a fourth false Dimitri was rumored to have been active between 1611 and 1612. But those are the same years you just heard us mention in relation to the third false Dimitri. And it's one of those cases where historical information may be inaccurate or lost over the centuries or that it just got conflated with other information through word of mouth. So we wanted to mention that rumor, but because there just isn't nearly enough evidence to prove that he was a real person, we're going to follow the experts who know a bit more about this than we do and just assume that any information about him is really about the third false Dimitri. So that is all you're going to hear about the fourth false Dimitri. <laughs> We've jumped ahead, but we're clearing him off the record. Yes. <laughs> We're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. When we're back, we'll finally talk about the first false Dimitri. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day-to-day, -day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low-key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store, something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older <laughs> in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie. And it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. 
That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Criminalia for 10% off your first order. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Your home should be your haven, and everyone wants to feel safe at home. If you travel a lot, it's really important that your home is secure when you're gone and that your pets are also safe. Simply Safe is advanced home security that puts you first. Simply Safe sent me a home security package, and I was really blown away by all the cameras and the quality of them. When I travel, I could check in on my cats anytime, day or night, and I sleep better knowing that once our alarm is set at night, I know that I'll be alerted if anyone tries to enter the house. Simply Safe has been named in U.S. News and World Report's best home security systems for five years running. It's also been ranked best customer service in home security by Newsweek. By partnering with Simply Safe, I've finally gotten real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get an exclusive 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminalia. That's simplysafe, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the summer sunsets on summer savings. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes, clothing that not only promises but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select Orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Welcome back to Criminalia. So, as promised, we will start with the first false Dimitri and the time that he was maybe shot out of a cannon. Maybe. 
The first false Dmitri was the Tsar of Russia from 1605 to 1606. His real name, though, was not Dmitri. No, prior to claiming that he had a right to the Russian throne, his name was Grigory Otrepiev, and he came from an aristocratic family. He was often seen mingling among the elite class, including the Romanovs. The Romanov family, if you are not familiar with the timeline of Russian history, came immediately after what we're talking about in this episode. They became the reigning imperial house of Russia between 1613, and then that went on until 1917. And then Grigory, who had been this aristocrat, became a monk. And it was as a monk who he was probably defrocked, and it was believed he was on the run from something or someone uh, when he appeared in the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth in 1603, claiming he was Dmitry Ivanovich, the son of Tsar Ivan IV. He explained that he had escaped an assassination attempt during his childhood. He'd been hiding for years under a false identity, but now he was coming forward as the rightful heir to the throne. As the first false Dmitry, he was successful in ascending to the Russian throne. And it sounds like fiction, right? A pretend czar wearing the crown. But he did it. And he actually did it with a lot of support and backing. He was supported by both Polish-Lithuanian nobles and King Zygmunt Waza III. Waza was king of Poland, but not only king of Poland. He had inherited the Swedish throne, and he was also the Grand Duke of Lithuania. For him to recognize Grigory as Dmitry Ivanovich was both notable and extremely influential, in Grigory's successful impersonation. This support, though, wasn't because he was charismatic or they were feeling particularly benevolent that day. The Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth had an interest in this because they wanted to control Moscow. And the emergence of this false Dmitry was seen as an opportunity to regain influence in Russia. While it would be interesting to take a dive into the relationship between Russia and the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth, we're going to keep it on false Dmitry and how a lot of Russians seized the opportunity for change and got behind him. So you'll remember Tsar Boris from earlier. He ruled after Fyodor I, and Boris died in April of 1605. And his one son, Fyodor II, did succeed him, but he only ruled for a few months. Fyodor II and his mother were assassinated in June of 1605. That was believed to have been a powerful political move by the first false Dmitri, to ensure that the crown would be his. The first false Dmitri actually did have the support and acceptance as who he claimed to be. And with the help from political allies and the support of the Russian people, he seized Moscow. So historian Chester L. Dunning noted, though, that the first false Dmitri was, and this is a quote, the only czar ever raised to the throne by means of a military campaign and popular uprisings. He was crowned in July of 1605 and later that year married Marina Manuzic, a Polish noblewoman. Surprisingly, Maria Nagaya, who was the mother of the real Dmitri, accepted this first false Dmitri as her son. And as a consequence, that confirmed the whole thing for many, that he was in fact Dmitri Ivanovich. The first false Dmitri was, it turned out, more than just well-educated. He was a capable ruler and he was able to keep his scam going for much longer than the other imposters. And he ruled for about 11 months before he was assassinated. Yeah, I have to give him props. I mean, we've talked about a lot of imposters on the show, and they usually get found out way earlier than 11 months into running a country. Uh right? <laughs> Plus all the campaign that he did before it. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> Here's what led up to that moment. 
At the very beginning of the first false Dmitri's rule, Vasily Ivanovich Shuizgi was convicted of treason. Prince Vasily Shuizgi was a descendant of one of the oldest and most illustrious families of Russia. He was given a light sentence, though, and was only briefly exiled. But once he returned to Moscow, Vasily began plotting to overthrow the Tsar. Vasily was angered, but not by his exile. He believed the Tsar was guilty of spreading Catholicism throughout Russia. He circulated rumors that the false Dmitri was a power-hungry, bloodthirsty imposter who was only there to convert the people of Russia to Catholicism. And the prince's ideas kind of gained popular support. Okay, let's take two examples of the first false Dmitri's rule that really enraged people. So first, he permitted Catholic and Protestant soldiers to pray in Orthodox churches. That is huge, because at the time, the Russian church regarded Catholics and Protestants as heretics. And then the other problem was the Tsar's inner circle. His friends and trusted confidants weren't helping his reputation because they openly disregarded Russian customs and because they were mostly foreigners. Foreigners were generally looked upon with some suspicion since Poland thundered into Moscow with this first false Dmitri. When Vasily executed his plan, it worked. The first false Dmitri was killed during a coup d'etat to install the prince as Tsar. The false Dmitri tried to flee, but he was dragged out of the palace. He was executed and cremated. And in the more embellished stories, which there are actually quite a bit of the more embellished stories, he was executed cut into pieces, cremated, and then his ashes were put into a can and shot out of a cannon into the general direction of Poland, where Russians believed he'd come from. I always am sort of bowled over by the the levels of thoroughness that people will sometimes go to in history to ensure that their fallen enemy is really and truly fallen and insulted after the fact. Right. And maybe in Poland again as ashes. (laughs) (laughs) Take him, he's yours. The prince turned Tsar did seize power with this assassination, and he became Tsar Vasily IV. The first false Dmitri's Polish-Lithuanian allies, who had helped him rise to the throne, were then driven out of Russia. His wife Marina was spared, but she was imprisoned, and she did not return to Poland until July of 1608. Not everyone, though, was quick to accept Vasily as their new Tsar. They also weren't 100% willing to accept that the first false Dmitri was dead, either. I mean, despite the canon, I guess. But the body was so damaged during his execution, it was actually pretty easy to wonder if the whole thing had been faked or that maybe he'd escaped. Many believed it was possible Dmitri Ivanovich could still be alive. Almost like their theatricality went just a little too far. Right? It could happen. (laughs) We are going to take a break here for a word from our sponsor. And then the second and third False Dimitri will be up next. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage from full to cheeky to minimal. 
And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion often neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes, clothing that not only promises but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select Orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's talk now about how the next false Dimitri aren't actually very successful. So it took no time at all, just a few months, for another false Dimitri to pop up. This time, it's 1607, and this Dimitri is in Staradoub. The second false Dimitri, whose real name we actually don't know, was an educated man, and he was fluent in both Russian and Polish. He was considered by the locals to be somewhat of an expert in religious rituals. 
Historical records suggest he may have been the son of a priest, or possibly perhaps he had converted to Judaism. Nobody really is sure on this. His first time as an imposter, at least that we know of, was when he pretended, in fact, just to be a Russian aristocrat. He was exposed, and under torture, he confessed, we're using air quotes again, because his <laughs> confession was that he was the legitimate heir of Tsar Ivan IV. And that is when he became the second false Dimitri. I always wondered if he did that first impersonation so that he could do the confession as... The, oh, yeah. You know, like there's no proof of that, but of course that's the case. <laughs> the false Dimitri never claimed that the previous false Dimitri was pretending. In fact, he legitimized him when he explained that he'd escaped execution, which, for clarity, would have been an escape from having his remains shot out of a cannon. So he was at that point impersonating both a legitimate heir, Dimitri, and a fellow imposter, the first false Dimitri, in what's really quite a spectacular impersonation stacking maneuver. Of course, I'm both of those. <laughs> but he's not claiming them as different. He's claiming them to all be one. Exactly. We're all one. So amazingly, when the widow of the first false Dimitri, and we're going to use air quotes here, was reunited with him. <laughs> she acknowledged him. She claimed that she recognized this man as her husband, and she supported the new false Dimitri, despite the fact that the only thing similar between those two men was that they were both posing as Dimitri Ivanovich. <laughs> there was no real resemblance there. But Marina, it's suggested in some records, is actually who convinced him to use a revolution to seize power. So she may have just been like, I will play along if it makes my life better. Exactly. I always thought the same thing. She's like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> so the second false Dimitri was taken at his word by many of those who had supported the first false Dimitri. So he said he was Dmitry Ivanovich, and so he was Dmitry. Marina's recognition brought him the support of the elite class in the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth, which was the same class who had supported the first false Dimitri. The Polish-Lithuanian involvement was their desire to, again, occupy Moscow. And the second false Dmitri, in their eyes, would be a great puppet ruler. Some supplied him with funding. Another sent him soldiers. He managed to put together an army of, according to many rumors at the time, upwards of 100,000 men. That number is, of course, debatable due to a lack of surviving documentation, but he most certainly did sign up a lot of support. And in the spring of 1608, he headed toward Moscow to claim his throne. But the second false Dmitri did not claim the throne. In December of 1610, he was killed. And he was not killed on the battlefield, like you might have guessed. He was killed while he was riding in his sleigh and was a little drunk. And he was killed by Prince Peter Yurusov. It's said that the second false Dmitri had previously beaten Yerusov as a punishment for something. We don't know what that was. It appears to be lost to history. But Yerusov was angry, and so with several of his friends, he followed the sleigh. And when he had the opportunity, the prince shot the second false Dmitri with a pistol. With his saber, he then beheaded him and cut off his hand, perhaps both hands, depending on what account you read, but after you're beheaded, does it really matter how many hands you have? <laughs> After the second false Dimitri died, a third false Dimitri entered the picture in 1611. So this third false Dimitri was actually the last of the imposters who claimed to be the youngest son of Ivan IV, which made him false heir to the throne, right? We've been talking about that. So we know he existed, but 
as you're about to see, he is a huge, big, enormous mystery to us. Many question marks. So it is thought that this third imposter was a deacon known as Sudorka. His recorded story is that he appeared from behind the river Narwa in the town of Ivangorod and proclaimed himself Dmitry Ivanovich, son of Tsar Ivan IV. Like the false Dmitri before him, this false Dmitri does not dispute the existence of the first or second false Dmitri. He recognizes and legitimizes them. After all, these men didn't coexist. They weren't competing with one another. So each successive Dmitri wove the story of his predecessor into his own. And that's why the entire lot is kind of referred to in the singular as false Dmitri sometimes. But unlike the first and second of his very unique group, no one actually ever believed Sidorka was Dimitri. Not long after, uh, sometime in early 1612, we know this imposter was killed, but we don't know for sure where or how. And this is the end of the story for the false Dimitri. And with an awkward transition to Holly... Let's talk about the false cocktail. (laughs) Naturally, this one was a little bit of a puzzler. I was trying to think of the best way to approach it. And in thinking about mocktails, sometimes like we did, we did one that's kind of like a lemon drop. And so I was trying to think of like possibly replicating some other cocktail. But then I, I got myself into a little its own confusion. So I'm calling this the fourth false Dimitri. (laughs) I hoped you would. I love it. But it's not a real impersonation of a thing. It's a bad impersonation of a thing that one would only accept as an impersonation of another cocktail if it benefited you in some way. Uh, I don't know. Uh, But anyway, so I was thinking about a couple of things. Obviously, the thing that came to mind first was a white Russian, which is a delicious and heavy drink. Mm -hmm. And who doesn't love the Big Lebowski? And the thing is about a white Russian, right? It has Kahlua in it, which is a liqueur that's meant to taste somewhat like coffee. So that also got me thinking about last year's big, trendy, viral coffee sensation, Dalgona coffee, or that whipped coffee that was going around everywhere. Right. And so for everyone who tried that and now has a canister of like instant coffee crystals in your pantry, I'm giving you another thing to do with it because... Excellent. (laughs) I have them and I'm not using them. So it starts very similarly to that famous whipped coffee. It is uh, two tablespoons of instant coffee, but here's where it changes. You're going to do one tablespoon of sugar and then two tablespoons of orja or just regular almond syrup. Orja is an almond syrup that just has some kind of unique flavor profiles to it. But if you just have plain almond syrup, that's fine. And then two tablespoons of cold water. And you're going to put this in a mixer. It's not enough, it, at least in my blender, to like rise to the level where it's activated by the blade. So a, a hand mixer works great. Or if you have an immersion blender, this is the time. I love looking for things for my immersion blender. <laughs> I mean, I, I imagine it would vary depending on the profile of the bottom of your immersion blender and where the blades sit. But for mine, it worked fine. Mix, 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 mix. It's not going to get like the same kind of stiff, frothy that the whipped coffee trend would have. But it gets, you know, a little a little bubbly and, and fuzzy. And you really want it to get well incorporated. You want all of those coffee crystals to dissolve. And it's going to smell really good because of that almond syrup. And then once that's nice and frothy, you're going to start adding a little bit of milk. And you can go with any kind of dairy item here. If you want to do something like a heavy cream, great. 
if you want to go all the way down to something as kind of thin as a, a rice milk, that's also fine. It's going to change it, obviously, but you have options. And then you're going to just kind of keep adding it a little bit at a time until it gets to a paleness and a taste that you like. You can also, at this point, give a couple shakes of like an Angostura bitter and then just pour that over ice. And it's kind of like a very bad approximation of a white Russian, but really it's its own thing. <laughs> I like to think of it in the way that that second false Dimitri people are like, yeah, that's the same guy. It doesn't look at all like him. Totally the same guy. <laughs> that's kind of what we're doing here. So then if you wanted to additionally make it alcoholic for the <laughs> grownups or just people that like to drink, the world is your oyster at this point. Obviously, I would say choose a vodka, but you can further alter this with whatever vodka flavor you pick. So you can go with, you know, just your standard vodka. You can do like an espresso vodka and it does something very nice. You can do a vanilla vodka or a whipped vodka, like anything in that space. You can also, whether it's in the mocktail version or the alcoholic version, I played around with one where I added in some cocoa powder and nutmeg and that got very yummy. So you have some options. Think of this as a base to make your own version of False Dimitri because it's all fake anyway. So you, <laughs> the details and the rules are a little fuzzy. As long as you endorse it, it's fine. <laughs> I like that the mocktail season is kind of like a choose your own adventure sometimes when it comes to adding the alcohol. It makes it, it, makes it a little more fun. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm a big fan of choosing your own adventure anyway in mixing drinks and cooking and, and baking, right? As long as you have the basics down, you can start playing and do your own thing and make it the way you like it. Like I found I added a little more sweetener to mine mm -hmm. than it initially had because I like it a little sweeter. But I know I tend to, when it comes to coffee drinks, I like things almost at a level that would be cloying to normal humans. <laughs> so I'm not going to give you a measure because you'll be like, how much sweetener did you put in there? To taste. <laughs> are you are you broken in your brain? What is going on? <laughs> is that tablespoons or teaspoons? <laughs> right. Cups. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you could sweeten it to taste. And over ice, it makes like a nice, it's a little different from an iced coffee because of that almond flavor in the bitters. Um, it feels a little more grown up than just having a nice coffee or a frappuccino. No shade to those. They're delicious. But um, it's a little just a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, add in other stuff. I want to do one with, um, you know, pumpkin pie spice in the fall and see how yummy that is maybe as a dessert drink. I'll do that both with and without alcohol and we'll do taste testers and see how it goes. But <laughs> hopefully that is a yummy, yummy thing for you to enjoy if you're in one of the places in the, the U.S., or anywhere in the world is getting hit by crazy temperatures right now and it's very hot, this might be a good way to get your, your caffeine fix and cool off a little at the same time. Mm -hmm. Again, thank you for spending this time with us and our false Dimitris today. We will have more false people next week and we hope you join us then and we'll also have other libations. So we'll see you right back here. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
Dearest listener, allow me to unveil a delightful secret. Snag Tights Craft Clothing that embraces every body shape. In a bold endeavour to revolutionise the fashion realm, Snag has triumphed. Permit me to draw your attention to the ingenious Chub Rub Shorts, crafted with moisture-wicking yarn, promising to keep you at least one degree cooler and utterly free from the discomfort of chafing. Free shipping on select orders. Thus, the more you snag, the more you save. Do not delay, dear listener. Experience the fashion revolution that is snag and visit snagtights.us today. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.